This is the beautiful game described by two ugly gentlemen. Glory to Columbus! Who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box, a hard cross, McBride scores! It's 3-0 United States! Welcome to Bone and Bean United. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. So many things to get into today. We will talk about V-A-R. 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 Three more letters to go with that one, at least this past weekend for uh, Liverpool fans is W-T-F. Yep. That's that's no good. We'll get into all that coming up. Uh, We'll probably find some other things to talk about. Beamer, we're actually... Believe it or not, none of us went to a concert in the last week, so we don't have to start off the podcast talking about our musical endeavors, but uh, I'll fix that soon. I'll get to another concert, and we'll 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 get get to another show. We'll be all good. Yeah. We should. You know what would be fun? And I'll say this briefly, and then we can get into what we're actually going to talk about, which is, of course, the crew. We're going to start off with that. Big win for them. I will say it would be fun. Let us know on Twitter if you'd be into this. I think it'd be cool if we found, like, a concert that was coming to town that you and I are both like, oh, yeah, I'd go to that. And something that's not, like, $100 a ticket, some, like, reasonable we should go to taylor swift together (laughs) yeah oh yeah sure my wife would kill me if i was like honey i actually scored some tickets but they're for the show we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna do this for the soccer podcast did the radio station pay for it no we did no we did we we did it um but yeah like if if listeners would want to meet up at like a concert if you see one tweet us let us know like hey i'm going to this show i'd love to see you guys there maybe we'll maybe we'll join you maybe not but maybe we can find one we can all agree to and and have it be a little meetup it at a concert. It was great. So neighbor Eric uh, just got back from England and uh, the Netherlands. He was over in Amsterdam and then London. So I've been asking about his trip and everything, and he forgets that I have a kid uh, at home. Yeah. Even though I live right next door to him. I'm surprised he can't hear Willie, you know, yelling and screaming and doing sure. everything. Uh, so last night, Soccer Podcast Day on a Thursday, Blue Jackets played on a Wednesday, and I was going, I was <laughs> I was taking, you know, uh, my diaper, my diaper trash out yeah, of the yeah, house, yeah. and I like, oh, yeah. have this over, over my shoulder. And he's getting ready to leave the house. He's got his Blue Jackets gear on. He's like, "Hey, do you want to go to the Blue Jackets game? Like, my my uh, Ruth is Ruth is sick and she can't she can't make it to the game. Like, do you want to go?" And I'm like, "It's six forty two. The game starts at seven. And he goes, "Well, come on, man. Just put your stuff on and go." And I'm like, "I have a child in here. Where it's Gremlin hours. I'm trying to get yeah. him to bed." And he Fine. goes, "I keep forgetting that you've got a kid <laughs> in there." Like, if you want me to do anything, it has to be premeditated oh, and planned at least, oh, like, six weeks out. That's exactly right. I had a buddy that was like, yeah, I mean, I don't see you as often. I was like, well, I live in Mary's one. I have three kids. It's not because I don't like you. Yeah. It's just because I don't, I don't have time for anything. Unfortunately, that's just where we're at. So <laughs> at least you've got the one right now. And once he gets a little older, maybe you can start getting yeah. back to some of that stuff. But neighbor Eric's got to give you some some leeway, I think. He's gonna lay he off, lay off me, Eric. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'll be asking you to go to a Buckeye football game <laughs> to well, go see Jim Tre, Tre, Jim Tresman. Tresman. Jim Tresman. What's that guy's name? Yeah. 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 Is right. he still the coach? No, <laughs> no, sir. He was fired over ten years ago. Wait till he finds out about Mike Babcock. <laughs> he's gonna be in for a story. I give neighbor Eric a lot of credit though. He's uh he's a very devout Blue Jackets. Oh, fan he is. Little, okay. Okay. Good. Crew, yeah. So Blue Jackets and crew. That's good. He's got another sport. I'm yep. glad to know that. All right, speaking of the crew, he had to be happy, did neighbor Eric last night, when he found out that the crew got it done on the road in New England. So this is this is not just a big deal for the standings. This is a big deal just in general with how the season has gone for New England. Obviously, we know there's been some turmoil there. They have been through quite a weird, you know, situation with the Bruce Arena thing. But this is a team that I want to say had won 15 straight or not lost in 15 home games yeah. this year. And the crew snapped that last night with a two to one win on the road. 
Uh, so many historic things for me with this Beamer. Uh, the fact that you had a crew team go on the road and get a win. Hey, we'll we, take it. We don't see that very often. Right. So love that. That's amazing. The fact that you got a goal in the final 10 minutes to yeah. win it, as opposed to giving up a goal to lose it. Yeah. That's also encouraging. And the fact that this team was able to go to not just anywhere, one of the best teams, you know, over the course of the season, they've been a little bit out of form, but still a team that's tough to win on their place. They play on turf. That's always an extra added weird thing. And yet the crew were able to get that done in a game where you had just a few points separating these two teams. And because of this win, the crew jumped New England in the standings. Well, it's big. So New England have two games, or excuse me, three games left to go. So they've got the game in hand on the crew. So we'll see what happens. They are a point ahead right now. The crew have two games remaining. Crew are a point to, ahead, yes. Yeah, yeah. What are, yeah, that's what I meant. I know. Um, yeah, you just It was an indefinite they. Yes. It, the, or, yeah. the crew are a point ahead now, but yeah. they uh, New England has a game in hand over them as well. I think they're on 31 games played. Crew are on 32. Now you're in Atlanta this weekend where you take on uh, Atlanta United. So that'll be interesting. Can you keep your point streak alive on the road? That would be great. I think we're all uh, would be pretty thrilled about a draw down in their place, especially given what happened the last time. You didn't get them at full strength. They didn't get you at full strength, but you hammered them earlier in the season. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's going to be interesting. And then you finish out with Montreal on decision day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's great, right? I know that there's always – like they don't control their own destiny because, because New England has that game in hand. I mean – we talked about this a little bit last week, like the closer and closer and closer that you get. And like each one of these podcasts that we do, like you're going to see probably, you know, Atlanta, not Philly anymore. I don't think, you know, you had the points draw with them. So I think it'll be all right on that front, but it, like, it's most likely it's going to be Atlanta, New England. Like one of these last couple of teams that you played at the very end of the season, you're going to spin right back around and play them in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, so the eight, nine game, right. As, as we record this today on soccer podcast, Thursday, uh, Chicago and Montreal would yep. be in that final two game, that one game playoff play in whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it. Then the winner of that game would play FC Cincinnati. Then you would have Orlando right now slotted to play Nashville, Philadelphia playing Atlanta and the crew playing new England. Right. So being able to show you can get the win on the road against new England, man, this has some vibes. This has a lot of like, there were a lot of playoff games back in the mid 2000s. That was when Taylor Twelman was oh, banging. Yeah. That was when Shaori Joseph was a deal. Like these guys were really tough to beat anytime you played them. And you're now in that again, where the crew are going to possibly be facing off against the new England and obviously beating them last night was huge. I just, I, I think this is a, uh, a very interesting playoff draw if that's where it ends up. But of course, like you said, this could all change over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, you could go into Atlanta and get a win and then be like, okay, well, now we have home field. We're not really worried about New England and what they do. Um, so, again, we'll see what happens. It's just I wonder how much of New England's home field advantage. You mentioned 15 straight games where they had been – they had not lost a game. I wonder how much of that honestly comes to turf because, like, their, their turf – I feel like it's different than like what Charlotte plays on. Like it's bouncy, man. Like yeah, that ball's like spinning out of control. Like that game last night wasn't very clean. At times it kind of looked like a JV game where I'm like, whoa. This well, that's is... that's always been the thing in New England. And I, I mean, again, I'm going back to 2006, 2007, 2008 when I remember watching games on TV there, not watching them there. I never have been there to watch a game, but just seeing the way that that has always played. I don't, I'm sure they've upgraded the turf at some point I'm since sure. then they had to, it couldn't be something they're playing on that's 20 yeah. years old, but, but still 
this the turf there for whatever reason i i mean obviously i know the reason it's the patriots they they gear it towards whatever the patriots want yeah and that's a that's a deal that unfortunately means you are going to have some issues i think the fact that it's outside not in a dome probably has something to do with it too if you look at ohio stadium's turf the lot like before they mm-hmm. replaced it a couple years ago or whenever that was last yeah. year whenever yeah. they did that I mean, it was basically like playing on asphalt. Like it was mm-hmm. smooth. It wasn't didn't give a lot of resistance to the ball. So I'm just saying New England has always traditionally had a fast track. And it's one of those places where the ball does just skip around on you and passes that usually a guy can get to. He can't get to like a through ball because it's just weighted the normal way. Yeah. And those no guys resistance connect, for the ball. But yeah. the ball just rolls out of bounds and guys are sprinting and they can't get to it. So the fact that the crew were able to find that. And how about, we haven't talked about him much on this show, but he's been just kind of a steady Eddie guy this year. Malty Amundsen, mm-hmm. nice goal for him. Diego Rossi coming through big time. This is why if you're going to make that change, right, and you're going to sell Lucas El on, you've got to get a guy who can do exactly what he did last night. Score a goal for you. And I mean, a nice goal on the first one. Yep. It's I don't know how New England leaves him wide open in the box. but It's a bold strategy. But you know what? He capitalized on yeah. it. He didn't. He didn't miss that chance. And right. I know some crew fans. I'd seen a few tweets the last couple of weeks going, uh, "Is is Rossi all that that we're hoping?" Well, last night he was. Yeah. Last night he's the reason you won that game. He also assisted on that Amundsen goal. And yeah, the team had to play well behind him. They had to, you know, get some big stops again as they always do. Schultz's been amazing yeah, this year. Yeah, he was really tested. He was really yeah. tested. Yeah, and that, uh, that's going to be the news or the news. That's going to be the story with this defense. Yeah. They they are a defense that will unfortunately provide the goalkeeper a lot of work so (laughs) if the goalkeeper likes Patrick Schulte though to his credit like since they played that Cincinnati game and he made that error yes like I think he has been now he's had a couple of poor performances but it's okay it's over the course of a season I think you expect that to happen especially with a young player like for the most part I mean he has really battled back uh, from that which could have gone one of two ways like either you improve from that and say okay this is a mistake I learned at the worst possible time but it was a learning uh, you know, an educational moment, or I could go the other way and boy, that's going to crush me in my development. And I give a lot of credit to him too. Cause I mean, he has made more really good saves than ones that he's let in where you're scratching your head saying, boy, like that, that you've got to stop that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's, it's good to see him be able to put that behind him and move on and, and do the job that the crew have needed this year. He has been really, really just, I, mean, I don't want to say perfect, but he has been a really mm-hmm. uh, high level for most of the season. And, Make some tremendous I mean, stops again. Eloy Room. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not easy to do that. No, that was an established guy who'd won MLS Cup, yeah. who had all this, you know, I mean, certainly international experience playing overseas. And mm-hmm. Schultz has been able to show that he is uh, worthy of the spot. And certainly I don't think there's been any type of dip in production no. from the goalkeeper spot. If anything, I think it's been elevated. Yeah. So, yeah, he's been great. Uh, so the crew, like you said, doesn't it doesn't slow down Atlanta this weekend on the road and then decision day right mm-hmm. that's it against Montreal the at following home. at home following Sunday yes. right decision day is Sunday yeah so that will be a big deal of course and a lot of that is uh still up playoff, for grabs yeah, playoffs next week I mean you're 16 <sighs> days 17 days away from playoff game here over the Death Star if you can hold on uh to that top four spot which yeah. I think everybody's excited about because that'll be the first time that we see the playoffs here in Columbus in our new building yeah and reminder, they will get a playoff spot either way. They've yeah. clinched a, a play. I mean, a playoff spot. They'll have a home game yeah. in the playoffs. But uh, it, whether it'll be the first one or the second one, let's hope they don't need a third one. Let's hope they can see it out after two games. I think that's how that works, right? If yeah. you, yeah, best it's not, two or three. Yeah. So there you go. Oh yeah, that's right. Because they're doing the 
after 90 minutes, we go right to penalties because we have to have a winner. Yep. So there you go. Um, hopefully the crew can get that taken care of. But yeah, I mean, home field advantage. I mean, look at who you go up against possibly. Yeah. Atlanta, possibly if they jump you in the standings, big Philly, game. New England. Yeah. I mean, and, and Philly, New England, obviously like Philly's ahead of you right now. You could still hop over them. Catching Orlando may be tougher, mm-hmm. but they're still within striking distance. But, yeah, I don't want to go to New England twice in that opening round <laughs> no. if I have to. I don't want to go to Atlanta twice in that opening round if I have to. I'd rather not have to deal with that. So hopefully they don't, and uh, let's hope the crew can get it done. Now, one team that did not get it done last night, mm. Inter-Miami. Inter-Sandman. Sleepy time for Inter-Miami. That was no good. They lost 4-1 to one to Chicago. No messy big problems. Dude, I'm telling you what, you can – I mean, you can slice that however you want to, but that team I had thought without Messi, well, yeah, but a lot of those guys gained some confidence. They learned how to yeah. play. They brought in other players, too. It's not just Messi they brought in. Uh, didn't look like it last night. No. They they were uh, not very good at all. They got thrashed in the Windy City in front of 62,000 people in Soldier Field who didn't even get to see Lionel Messi. And also didn't remove the Bears paint and the field markings from the NFL game. I mean, there was chalk like Lord, five yards. You can see the Bears doing? logo in the middle of the field. Well, then again, are they they're, are they the Thursday night game? Yeah, but they're in Washington. Oh, the- <laughs> yeah. So it's not even a home game. Okay, no. I was going to at least give them a little credit. Well, maybe they can't turn the field around that quick. No excuse yeah. then. That's that is pathetic. <laughs> that is pathetic, Chicago. Well, it's, not, it's not. Yeah, I mean, so it's the city that owns Soldier Field, so it's the Parks Department well, that takes care of it. Let's just remind everyone, Major League Soccer lets this happen. Yeah. They chose this. They chose to have games in Soldier Field as opposed to playing at you know Bridgeview, which is also what they demanded, that they had to have a stadium in the suburbs. But also, this is the same organization that has seen no problem with having one of your supposed premier franchises, New York City FC, playing on a baseball field, yeah. on a crappy, skinny field that looks like a runway that nobody wants to play on, and it's, it's an absolutely terrible trash field. And when you win a when you win an mls cup they put up a kinko's printed like yeah. 10 minutes ago sign mls cup champions with zip ties to like commemorate it in yankee <laughs> stadium god what a stupid league this is at times all right anyway so with that win chicago like i said is back in that eighth playoff spot yeah. now the task for miami gets a lot tougher miami is uh sitting on 33 points, the line to get in the playoffs, Montreal's at 38. New York City FC is just out with 38 as well. But you got D.C., New York, Charlotte, all have more points than Miami. And Miami does have a game in hand, uh, like Nashville does. And like you said, New England does as well. But they have three more games to play. They are six points, or five points, I'm sorry, behind that final playoff spot. They're toast. Unless Messi comes back, but, yeah, even, but even then, even if that, like if these other teams keep winning and racking up points, like, yeah, I just can't, I can't see it's it going to be tough. Uh, I'm just going to check and see like, what does Montreal have left? I know they have the crew obviously. So mm-hmm. let's hope they don't get any points out of that. Their other game that they have left for my, for Montreal is going to take me forever for this page to load, but I'll eventually pull it up either way. I mean, we'll see. Oh yeah. They play. It looks like they're at home against Portland this weekend. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the game for Miami or for Montreal. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe Montreal drops both their final games. They tied Houston one one. They got smoked by Orlando. They got smoked by Atlanta. So I mean, like, got this, smoked by us. Yeah, I got smoked. I mean, this is this is a team that certainly could be falling right out of of the playoffs. I mean, I, mean, I guess I wouldn't say it's over for Miami. It's 
it's, it's pretty darn close. It's gotten a lot tougher, though, with not beating Chicago. Yeah. And you're, I'm wondering what their goal differential is. Let me see. Miami's uh, goal differential is minus 11. So if they win these games, I mean, that'll go down, obviously. Yeah. So the teams they're chasing, Chicago's minus 9. Montreal's minus 18. Mm. So that's not going to work. But New York City FC is minus 3. D.C. is minus 6. New York is minus 7. So that's those are the teams ahead of you. If you end up tying any of them, you're going to have to win these last few games you've got by a lot. Yeah. So I hope he misses the playoffs. Hey, at least the fire. I hope he misses the playoffs. They got some season tickets. At least they got that. Yeah. Do you believe the, uh, they they supposedly, that was the rumor, you get $250. They were going to pay you either way. Mm-hmm. Whether he played or not, they said, we'll give you $250 towards a season ticket. 62,000 people. How many of them do you think took him up on that? Not very many. I'm guessing no. Uh, do you believe the rumors with Messi that he actually tore his hamstring and they're just lying about all? I this? didn't know that was a that was a rumor. So that is a thing that has been put out there. I want to say by a I forget who put it out there. It was maybe like an Inter Miami Romano? No, it wasn't. It wasn't him. That one you'd know would be legit. No, they they put it out there. It was a rumor that was getting bandied about, and uh, Tata Martino came out and said that's there's no truth to that. He is still day to day with the hamstring. So they didn't say it was a large tear. They just said it was a tear that's going to keep oh, him out the rest of the year. That's not good at all. Yeah, right. So they said it's it's a tear that will keep him out the rest of the season was the rumor. He has said uh, the club is saying, obviously, that's not true. But he's not playing. There are three games left. Ugh. I want and, and clearly the conspiracy theory on that, whether you believe it or not, is Don Garber and Major League Soccer have said there is no way we're going to acknowledge that this man cannot play, right? Oh, yeah. There's not. They don't want because they they don't want people to just not. I mean, these tickets are already sold, number Mm -hmm. one. They want people to believe they've got a chance. They want these stadiums to be filled. And then after the day of the game, it's like, oh, hey, we left them out of the 18. Whoopsie. You know, well, you're already going. Buy your tickets at your own risk. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, welcome to soccer. Welcome to sports. That's just how it goes. All right. So the crew have a very good chance. I do uh, believe that he tore his hamstring. There. You, you like, believe you're willing to believe it? Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, it seems like a government like. Um, yeah, we're denying, denying, yeah, denying, yeah, denying, then, denying, oh, denying, hey, denying, denying. Over. Oh, yeah, hey, you know, it turned out uh, he is well. Who knows what's going to happen? It's he's missing season. Argentina games and World Cup qualifying too. Yeah, right. I mean, he's he's legit hurt for something. So it's not. I don't think it's a doesn't want to fight through the pain type of issue. He would be out there. I'm quite sure. Even though I know people look at this as like it's MLS. He, I has, do, he has some pride. In I genuinely he believe he would want to be out there yeah. trying to get this team to the playoffs. This has been the story, right? He's the story of Major League Soccer. Of course, they're bad. And this is why I think it's bad when that guy doesn't, when he gets hurt, doesn't make the playoffs. And everyone goes, oh, well, there's no reason to watch this league then. Mm-hmm. And MLS does not have a plan for that. No. Their hope is that by watching their league, you'll go, wow, I was here for the messy but I'm staying for the Shakri or I'm staying for the, you know, all these other guys that are here. It's like, well, too bad. Like they're, they're not, they're not staying for Houston and Portland. Right. You're, you're probably, I mean, I am because I'm rooting for the crew. I didn't come here for Messi. I'm not. I'm not. And I just want to remind Don Garber. I'm not going away when Messi does. You are also not here. You are also not the target audience for what them and their PR hand and, and they've paid millions and millions of dollars in advertising and marketing. I just You're wonder not the if target audience because they've already stick, got you. Does it stick around though when the kids who play FIFA and see Messi and they go, "Oh, I want to enter Miami jersey. I want to blah blah blah." And then he leaves. Does that thing go to the goodwill or do they go like, "Yes, now I believe in Inter Miami." And well, who's the next guy we're going? No, no, it go yeah, it, go, it goes on to the next. Place. That's my point. So yeah. you're doing an instant payday. We've seen this before. They do it all the time. We've seen and it it's, before. It's a poor way to build a league, in my opinion. All right. Well, anyway, we'll find out if he gets to the playoffs. I doubt he will. No.
crew, though, very good chance of hosting a playoff game or not hosting one, hosting yeah. hosting Multiple. playoff games and having a good chance at maybe even jumping Philadelphia, which would be huge. I would love to see us have home field advantage if we see them in another round. But got to get there first. Got to get through these next two games and the playoffs after that. All right. Take a break. We'll come back. Big controversy in the Premier League involving VAR, the referee. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to Bone Beam United. podcast app that you're on at least hit the subscribe button so you get every podcast when it comes down that does help people find the show if you just even hit subscribe but if there's a way to rate it or like it or leave a review that also helps as well we'd prefer a good review but uh, you know we'll take them all you do you (laughs) that's fine so let's talk a little bit about this controversy from last week beamer so uh Mm -hmm. liverpool tottenham yep Big game, obviously. I mean, they're all technically big games. It's the Premier League, but this one has a you know yeah, quite and, a bit of eyeballs and on ball. it. Is this a real deal for Tottenham? Right? Sure. Like, can they sure. continue? Can they get a big win against Liverpool, who look to be you know challenge again for another title? Yes. So this was a colossal screw up <laughs> on a goal that Luis Diaz had scored uh, and scored rightfully. He was onside, yep. and on the field he was ruled to be off. They go to VAR. VAR says it's they they from if you're watching the game, what happens is goal is scored. He appears to be on. They, they give it delayed the, offside they, they after. The, yes. So they goal scored the and they then hold the flag up after the goal so they can review it. So they can review it. Yes, yes, exactly. And then they go immediately to the replay where they always do and they draw the line. It's like, oh, Luis Diaz is onside. Like that's going to be a good goal. And it goes to VAR, and everybody's like, well, it's going to be a good goal. Look at him draw the lines. Like, Luis Diaz is yeah. obviously, like, in front of the line. He's not behind it. Or, you know, sometimes we see, like, a toe on the line. It's like, oh, we're offside by yeah, a millimeter. Yeah. It's like, okay. He let's was all clearly, I mean, He's half on. A, yeah, like six inches behind the line, clearly, easily on. <laughs> then they, they go to review, and they come down, and it's like, nope, no goal allowed. It's like, huh, what? Wait a minute. That's not, that's not real. And so the PGMOL, which I don't even know what that stands I'm for. I'm going to guess from... Premier goal man Official. offensive line. <laughs> Premier goal man offensive line. Anyway, so the professional. This sounds like a presidential aptitude test. Are yes. you sure you didn't? <laughs> Television, camera, dog. Premier goal man offensive yeah. line. They released the audio from the VAR. So we actually have that audio for you. And what happens is that they thought it was onside on the field. The VAR official, who is Darren England, uh, apparently, he thought that he he was under the impression it had been called onside a good, good goal. goal and so he's reviewing it as a like yeah just perfunctory make sure he wasn't offside he's not offside so you'll hear him kind of and it moves quick yeah what it starts with is you'll hear the official who i believe is on the sideline is on yeah, is on the, the is on the field the the, yeah. the 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 side judge who's got the the flag he is saying delay delay for offside like he's he's saying i'm going to let the play finish out and then i'm going to raise my flag so everyone is aware i'm calling this offside that is apparently not understood by var and then it goes from there you'll hear the communication and you will hear the colossal screw up about midway through and so in the var review the officials on the field cannot hear everything that's going in var so this is no, no, the no. entire communication yes so from the, refs on the field and then the var officials then back to the refs and so and the other last thing i'll add 
there are some voices here. You will hear someone kind of chime in after this has been done and say, "Are you? do you like that? Are you sure you like that picture? And that is the replay technician who's in charge of putting the line on the screen and rolling the replay back. You'll hear them ask him, like, okay, give me the line, give me a 2D, give me a this. That's a guy who's like a tech dude yeah. who's like, are you sure, VAR guy? We do this all the time. Are you <laughs> sure? And then you hear them all realize, oh, no, we screwed it up. Oh, good. Both holding. Both holding. Yeah. Leave it alone. Waiting. PP, delaying. Delaying. Yes. Yeah. Give it. Coming okay. back for the offside, delay. mate. Just checking the offside. Delay, delay. Give me kick point. Let's go. Yep. Kick point, yeah, please. No so, here we are. Wait, okay. Um, just get a tight angle. Yeah, give me 2D line ready, I feel, as well for frame right, two. So, that. frame, that's fine. Frame two, there. Perfect. I've got yep. the time on this. I clock 2D line on left boot. Yep. Well, let me Romero, just angles. I think I might be this angle better. Hey. Happy with okay. this angle? Yeah. Yep. 2D line on the boot. 2D line on the boot. Yep. Okay. Wait, no, wait. So 2D line on the boot. I'll, I'll zoom Check in. complete. Check complete. It's fine. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Off. Thank you, mate. Thank you, mate. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. The on-field decision was offside. Are you are you happy with this? Yeah. Are you happy with this? Offside decision. Yeah. Right. Go. Yeah. That's, no, that's what it does. What? On-field decision oh, okay. was offside. Are you happy with this no, image? Yeah, yeah, it's onside. The image we gave him is onside. Left back. He's played. He's yeah. gone offside. <laughs> delay, delay, delay. Yeah. Ollie's saying to delay. Ollie's saying to delay. Pardon? Ollie's calling in to say delay the game. To, to complete. The yeah. decision is offside. Can't do anything. Can't do anything. Like, yeah. yeah. And then they just go back and forth on that. But, I mean, clearly... Luis Diaz is onside by the time that they most solid place in the ball. VAR official is just completely blindsided that they called that offside on the field. Yeah, so that was to me the best, and I don't know the best part, the most telling part of that audio is when he's like, check complete, check complete, where he's like, yep, yeah, nothing, nothing. He's saying it like, yeah, clearly and obviously this guy is not offside. Yeah. Good goal. And we go forward. So in his head, He's probably, if he was, it sounds like watching this live, because he's a VAR of this game, I would assume he's not watching anything else. Mm -hmm. He would have, he's thinking, oh, they called him onside. It's a good goal. They called it's him. It's a good, good goal. goal. He's probably looking at it going, that was an onside play from the start. Mm -hmm. I'm just double checking to make sure it wasn't offside somehow. And it wasn't good goal. And then, and then the, and then, so all, all that talk you heard behind the scenes with the, give me this line, 2D, okay, on the boot, six foot. That's not being heard by the official. Correct. The official is just hearing check complete, check complete, and he goes, "All right." And then Play he on. blows. He blows his whistle and says, "No goal." And like, like that's the call. We're leaving the call as it was. It is a colossal screw up. Colossal screw up. And it. So what is the fallout of this? Is there were actually two VAR officials. I don't know which one we were hearing there. If that was Darren England or Dan Cook. First of all, Darren England. It's like a major league baseball umpire being named like Johnny California. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? But anyway, uh, so Darren England, Thomas Dan America, <laughs> right. yeah. those two guys uh, will not work any more Liverpool games this year, which I can't, that's probably for their own safety as much as anything else. You imagine they walk out at Anfield and they're like the fourth official or the side judge or the main. Yeah. Of, whew, no way. But those two guys are not going to work Liverpool games. They will be allowed, though, to keep their jobs. All right, so Liverpool got screwed. I mean, just, just absolutely screwed. And who knows which way the game goes from here, right? I mean. Yeah, we always have to keep that in mind that 
When, I don't, you, when yeah. you put a goal on the board, that changes tactics. If it's 0-0 versus 1-0, players are going to react differently. Game. Coaches are going to, yeah, or whatever the score was yeah. right. I mean, no matter, I'm just saying, any time you have a goal on the board, not added to the board, that changes tactics. It changes it in every sport. You know, if you get down a touchdown in football, you're you're going to play a little different. Make call plays different. My favorite thing to come out of this is, like, and I do I do feel bad for Liverpool. Like, they got, they got screwed, and I don't, I don't want to see teams get screwed by refs like there's there's a fine line between having like fun banter and being like oh Liverpool did you see you lost to Tottenham but like no you got screwed by the refs like I actually do feel bad when this happens to teams but my favorite part of the entire thing was Jurgen Klopp coming out and be like we should replay the game it's like all right buddy first of all this is the first time that a ref has screwed up a game like do you remember Steven Gerrard in the was it 2006 World Cup yeah right right. he he hits a goal against Germany ball bounces into the net and they call it no goal like there's plenty of things that we could go back through and revisionist history and be like well that game needs to be replayed because thing x didn't happen and you got to look at it and that's wrong look at the crew and the last cup final ball's clearly out of bounds let's replay that that would have changed that game it would have only been one nothing at the time of that goal right I think that was the because that was the second goal that went over that Tony Chani stopped playing is like that's out everyone thought it was out and then Portland kept going, made it 2 nothing, and the game was effectively over after like 20 minutes. can't say we need to replay the game. Get I, out of here. You know what? That, I man. want 2002 USA Germany. Yeah. Let's replay that because that ball clearly that was not – that should have been called a handball on Germany. They stopped the ball on the line with the hand. We should have had a penalty kick. Let's replay it. Let's get Claudio Reno back out there and play. <laughs> should that be him? Get him and Greg Berhalter together on a team. Go up against all those old German players. Let's see how that goes. That'd Ray be no Allen problem. in the 2011 or 2012 NBA Finals. His foot was out of bounds. We got to <laughs> right. go and replay that set. Like yeah. there's just so many things. Like you can't, you can't do that. No, th- clearly the issue is you have to say this is a this is a screw up. Yeah. We must fix the screw ups going forward. But unfortunately, that's sports, right? I mean, yep. I I look at this the same way I look at well, if player. It's different, but it's the same that you as a coach or manager or a player, you can't control it when a ref screws up. You also can't control when your star player, you know, gets hurt mm-hmm. and is out of the game after 10 minutes. And possibly tears his hamstring and sure. doesn't lead Inter Miami to a playoff berth. <laughs> right. Exactly. Can't control for those things. It just happens. So that's to me, that's how I look at this more or less is that's the world of sports and not that we should accept that result. You would if you have a player who's continually getting hurt, you would eventually replace that player. Right. Yep. Or you would get a better training staff or you would do something. If you have referees who are continually screwing up your games, you would get better referees or train them better or do something. You right. have to fix the process and maybe even replace the refs who screw it up. But you can't go back and replay it, unfortunately, for Liverpool. And I know that's tough, but that's just the way it goes. And I would say that about my own team. It sucks. Of course. And we got screwed. Yeah. But what are you going to do? I'd also like to have a chance at like Ohio State. Maybe try one more time to kick a field goal. <laughs> Against Georgia, I'd love you know Cody, I mean? I'd like, love Cody Parkey to have a second chance at the Bears' 2018 double joint game against the Eagles, but some things just aren't in the cards. Right. No kidding, exactly right. So, uh, yeah, with that win, Tottenham now they are uh, just a point behind Manchester City. All right, I mean, yeah, didn't expect we'd be here this quickly. Big Ange, Big Ange is getting some getting some rightful love. He's my guy. I feel yeah. I've, I'm very happy for Spurs fans. Yeah, man, they deserve this. I mean, I, I know done his loss for the last. 200 years no kidding right yeah. this is i mean let's go like embrace let's, it yeah let's have let's I have a little are. bit of, they're having fun too like, well it, it's and i don't know what it's going to be the rest of eternity right but here you are you've got it you got a chance to go out early on in this season you've made some noise let's see if that momentum can sustain and obviously manchester city's a tough team Arsenal's not City. going away yeah. liverpool's not going away. none of those teams probably are going away but 
Aston Villa's not going away. No, man. I, hey, there. Let me tell you something. How about that? How, well, we got some games going right now. We got some. We got some goals flying around. I came, I went into the kitchen. It was one nil. Then I came back and it was three. And then mm. I went down to City Tavern to watch the United game and it was six one. Oh like, yeah. What in the, We're rolling, baby. Just happened. Take that, Brighton. Let's not pay any attention to the fact that we got smoked by Liverpool. No, that's fine. Earlier in the month. That's a whole month ago. This little guy. Don't worry about this little guy. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? That was a huge game because Brighton's been right there too. Of I mean, just to put that that flag down and say we are not all right. We haven't beat Liverpool yet. We haven't beat some of the best teams. You know, Newcastle got us a little bit, although Newcastle's struggling a bit. Other than saying, other than when they play PSG in the Champions League. Well, well, true enough. Yeah, but Villa, I'm just saying, good start. Good start for the boys. Stay up. I'm happy for you. I'm. Hey, man. It's I been don't, a long time. I think I think we're safe to say it. I think this is going to be the curse breaker for you. I I I'm not saying anything. I'm so, I'm, I'm not saying, saying anything until the math is done. I'm I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying taking any right victory now. laps. I'm not saying anything about that. With the bottom three teams, the way that they are, and we might have historic lows for point totals. I'll say it. That's fine. I get it. By the way, uh, we also need to give some congratulations to Burnley. Right, getting their first uh, Premier League win under the uh, I believe that's under the JJ Watt ownership. Yep. Let them live. So, I mean, they beat Luton Town, but that's fine. Hey, hey, you can gotta, only play in front of who's in front of you. That's right. And they needed that. And that'll, I mean, that's early in the relegation battle, but hey, Luton Town right there for <laughs> hey, you. What do we say on the show? All points matter. Everton right there in the relegation battle yeah. yet again. I feel that's, like for the last five years, they've been in close. They've been flirting with danger and this may be the closest that they've, they've come. Yeah. It's amazing. Cause it feels like to me, the premier league season has been going for, well, I mean, it has basically been going for almost two months now. It mm-hmm. feels like it's been so long that it started and yet I'm looking at the point point, point totals, mm-hmm. looking at the point totals, and I'm like, God, there are teams with like four points, yeah. one point down at the bottom of the table. Wolves beating City, too. Dude, that was <laughs> shocking. shocking. I called Wolves the worst team in England before the season started. Not anymore. Well, not anymore. Not that we've seen Luton play. You know mm-hmm. what? I would say a Manchester United fan might be pretty happy for Wolves beating Manchester City. That's yeah. just, even if it's not your guys doing it. Oh, hey. we're not going to contend for anything. You kidding me? Oh, yeah, we're I'm toast. sorry about your... Uh, your little dumpster fire of a team there, yeah, buddy. What can you do? I'm sorry. It's all right. I am sorry. Losing the Galatasaray at home. It's the first one they've ever had on English soil. Congrats to them. Galatasaray, man. Yep. One of those. One of those. Wilfred Zaha scoring against Manchester United. Who would have ever thought former United player coming back to haunt him? Hmm, not me. No, it's never happened before. No. Could never happen again. No way. Yeah. Well, at least your goaltending situation's all squared away. <laughs> Didn't pay $61 million. By the for... way, Pep is out here playing. I know we like to Dude, say 40 chess. You brought this up to me off the air, yeah. and I mean. If this is, I mean, it, it makes sense though, right? Like this, this little conspiracy theory that's floating out there. So after the Champions League final last year, Pep Guardiola said that's the best goalie that we've ever played against. All right. City won the Champions League. They won the FA Cup. They won the Premier League. They won the treble. Pep came out and said that United spent $61 million on this dude. And Pep's just laughing. He's <laughs> just laughing to the bank. Like, hey, this guy's the best player we've ever played against. Oh, United have the money. You want to overspend on him? Watch this. Watch us turn your team into a dumpster fire. He is awful. Dude, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Andre Onan. Andre yeah. Onan played for Inter last year. Mm-hmm. The actual Inter. Real And not Inter-Miami Inter is what I'm saying. Internazionale Inter- Milan. Inter-Milan. Yeah, yeah. That, that team. Anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> if that happened where he's like, that's the best goalie we've ever played, and Manchester United is like, Job done. We know who we have to get. Yeah, we got to get that guy. <laughs> I don't know why I think the Glazer family talks that way because they're from America, right. but whatever. You get the vibe. Anyway, 
What a great thing if that's what he did. It's yeah, awesome. Good for him. Eric Tenhog also would not talk like that, would he? No. No. Of course not. Unless maybe he's like Brad Friedel. I don't know where he just... he's going to be talking at because he's going to be without a job pretty swiftly. So <laughs> Go back to Ajax. Man, I tell you, it is so it's so interesting to watch Premier League coaches because you go six months ago or a year ago or, you know, you're like, well, you know, this guy. Well, we did this season preview show and I'm like, yep, yeah, back in the Champions League, where he belong, going to contend top three. Don't then Alex got have. the culture change. Don't She's know. Got everything yeah. right. I'd and said then... maybe with 10 games left to go in the year, you start falling off, but you're going to keep pace. No. <sighs> No, you're not. No, they're already struggling. Congratulations to Michaelo uh, Mudrick for scoring his first Chelsea goal, too, by the way. Good job. <laughs> you're not bitter about this at all. <laughs> you're not angry at all. No. All right. Well, that's it for us today. We'll uh, thank you for listening. Of course, we'll be back next week, hopefully talking about a little bit more of a solid crew playoff picture. I mean, we know they're in the playoffs. We'll probably know a lot more after this Atlanta game and then all the stakes for that Montreal final by now finale. finale i don't know how to talk it's been a long morning beam yep and i'm already i'm already there you still got like nine hours left that's, to go i sure do all right well that's it for us we'll see you next week thanks for listening to bone and beam united